Always remember to consult with your physicians before making any changes to your current treatment plan. And welcome to Living with Scanxiety with your host, Rosaria Kozar. I am here today and we have a real treat for you because we have a individual named Kenny Clutch, the dancing dad. He's a well-known motivational speaker and also earned the title, the dancing dad on the web when a video went viral. So you may be familiar with his name. But you might not be as familiar with his story. His story begins with his young son, who was diagnosed with Down syndrome, and then later was diagnosed with cancer. So we're going to hear a little bit about him and also about the dynamics in a family with multiple children during this time. So with that, I welcome you, Kenny Clutch, the dancing dad to living with scanxiety. Yeah, yeah. What's going on? Hi, I'm just so happy to have you on here. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day. I know you have a lot of people that you help throughout your day. So this means a lot to have you here. Like most people on here, you have a story to tell. And you also have an amazing story about how you overcame what you and your family went through. So I was wondering if we could start with... How did it feel when you were sat down and told that your son had cancer? Can you tell us the beginnings of your story? And then later we can get into how you overcame everything and continue that journey of overcoming things. Yeah. Um, so uh, in 2018, June 19, 2018, my son Christian, um, who was born with trisomy 21, which is Down syndrome, um, he was diagnosed uh, at 14 months with a... Um, with AML, which is uh, leukemia. Um, when he was born in 2017, he was born with a rare blood disorder that uh, kept him in ICU for a um, little over, like, about 10 days. Um, and we had to keep an eye on his um, on his blood, you know, every week. Every week he was going to the, uh, to the doctors to get his blood checked out um, because the doctors were uh, skeptical at, at some point in his life that he would have uh, developed leukemia. Um, so we were, you know, pretty optimistic that that wasn't going to happen. But, um, you know, June 19, 2018, our lives pretty much changed that day where we went to the doctors for, you know, just to check his blood work. Nothing's been happening. Everything's been fine. But what we noticed was um, two or three rare fevers that just came out of the blue, um, which kind of, you know, alarmed us a little bit because they weren't like fevers as in like a baby is just teething and they don't happen back to back that often. Um, so we knew something, you know, could be wrong, but we didn't want to think the worst. We, you know, still remain positive. Went to the doctor and, uh, that day we were, um, taking our kids out, you know, because it was the last day of school. So we were going to like have like a family fun day type of thing. And it didn't turn into a family fun day. It actually ended up, you know, turning into 32 days straight in the hospital um, because my son had to get treated for uh, cancer. And um, that pretty much turned our our world upside down. Um, we got this huge crash course on what, you know, um, his particular leukemia was. 
um, what was his uh, survival rate, what, you know, what were the parameters, what, what was everything um, that we had to uh, discover in order to help him, you know, um, uh, survive and, and be the inspiration that he is today, pretty much. Um, so that day, you know, how I dealt with it, it was, I had to pull back from time. I had to take a step back and I'm a praying man. So I sat back and I, you know, I prayed with God and, you know, and asked for guidance. And as a leader and the king of my family, I had to make sure that I did that first so I can give my family, you know, the the next play and what we're going to do on how we're going to get over this. And my wife and I, we have uh, four kids total. So we knew that it was going to be a challenge. Um, and we, I knew that for me, I had to make sure that I stayed strong and stayed positive uh, no matter what. And um, so I said my prayer. Then we prayed around Christian. And we went full steam ahead to to attack this thing and um and get to the next level. So I, I stayed pretty positive and I, I encourage parents that when you get this um type of news, um, I pray that it doesn't happen, but you know, unfortunately it happens all the time. Um take yourself out of time for a second. Don't don't uh, react in impulse um because that type of energy can um can make things worse possibly. So what we want to do is we want to, um, you know, set the atmosphere. And when I say set the atmosphere, you know, everything that is negative needs to be removed out of the room. Anybody that has a negative attitude, anybody that has anything negative, that type of energy needs to be gone, period. In order for you to overcome what's ahead, the mountain that's ahead of you, you have to make sure that the atmosphere is set in a positive way. And that starts with you at, you know, starts with the person uh, first and foremost, um, because, you know, even though you're not necessarily the person, you're the parent that's dealing with their child having cancer, it affects you too. So what affects you will then affect your child. You don't want to make your child feel any worse than what they already are possibly going to feel. So it's always important to set the atmosphere from there. Wow, that's really powerful. You know, you can definitely tell that you are a motivational speaker because those are some seriously strong, powerful, inspiring words. And now I obviously didn't have the same experience with you as you because I had an only child, whereas you have yeah. four children. So can you explain a little bit about how that played a role well my kids um my daughter now is 15 um my other son caleb he's 10 and then we have uh uh jj with Javion. he's uh five years old now so at the time they were four nine and 14 um we we keep me and my wife we, we keep it pretty straightforward with our kids um we we don't really hide anything from them we let them know what they need to know, obviously, or whatever. Um, they're pretty mature for their age. So um, we we put it in a way to explain to them, this is what's going to happen, but Christian is going to be fine. Basically, Christian is going to have to get some treatment done um, to get this cancer knocked out of him. He'll be totally okay. He'll be fine. Um, we set that from the jump. And us, by setting that, they believe that. And once they believe that, they know that, everything's going to be fine. If they see me 
as the dad, like I'm not breaking down and I'm, you know, I'm full steam ahead. We're going to we're going to attack this thing. Then they already know. All right, cool. Everything's going to be cool. But if I was to sit here or whatever and show like, no, we should have, you know, pause for concern here. That's when they would worry. But my job as as the head of my family was to make sure that they understand that everything is going to be fine, period. Like, don't worry about anything. Just make sure that, you know, this is a time for us to mature as a family um, and that mom and dad are not going to be around most of the summer because we have to tend to Christian. You know, my oldest, this is your opportunity to step up to the plate, take care of your brothers, make sure they got what they need. You know, this is, a, this is an opportunity for them to learn how to um, grow together without mom and dad, because eventually, you know, they're going to grow up. They have their own. They're going to get their own lives. What are they going to do without, you know, mom and dad here? This is a small test for them as well, too. That's great that you could keep it real like that. But do you think it caused any type of resentment with the children? No. no. Um, yeah, because our, our kids were like, I mean, we're a pretty tight family. So they 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 understood um what was at stake and what was the most important thing? Um, was every day good? Not really, but you know, if I'm being honest, you know what I'm saying? Like every day wasn't like like peachy. We had our ups and we had our downs just like everybody else. But we always, always never go down, um, go to sleep or whatever, you know, being angry or anything like that. We make sure we handle whatever it is that we need to throughout the day before the sun goes down. That's admirable. I mean, that you guys have that type of family relationship and bond. Now, I just have a quick question about self-care. Is prayer your form of self-care? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm a strong believer in God. Like, And from what I've been through in life, you know what I'm saying? Like, I I wasn't uh, as spiritual as I am now for a long time. And it wasn't until I started, uh, there's a proverb that says, uh, commit to the Lord in everything that you do, and he will establish all your plans. And for a long time, I wasn't committing first. And I wasn't making that commitment to God first, you know what I'm saying? Because I didn't make that commitment to God or whatever, and I was doing my plans instead of his plans. You know, everything was out of order. So I believe in life, you know, everything has to go in order. So that's the reason why I went to God first before I even, you know, went to my family because it's a priority thing with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a strong believer. Like, if we have our priorities in order, then everything, you know, that that comes in front of us will be will, will, will be able to overcome, no matter what the challenge, challenge is, is because we have our, our mental, our spirituality or whatever, everything is in order first. And moving further into the whole spirituality aspect, you've mm-hmm. kind of transferred that into or transformed because of that into yeah. who you are today because you're Absolutely. no longer Kenneth Thomas or Kenny Clutch yeah. the dancing dad which is yeah. super cool. So, <laughs> can you tell us about that? Like how that yeah. happened? All right, so you ready? <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> All right. So, so first, uh Kenny Clutch, um I got the name Kenny Clutch about 10 years ago when I started my company. Um, in the Clutch Dance Crew, which is inspirational dancers creatively linking upon the culture of hip hop. I-N-D-A-C-L-U-T-C-H, inspirational dancers creatively linking upon the culture of hip hop. So that's where Clutch comes from. Uh-huh. And um, the Dancing Dad, the world named me the Dancing Dad, not me. <laughs> <laughs> so that wasn't me. So basically what happened was on the, I think it was uh, day number 32 
where we had got the news that Christian was able to go home after round one of treatment, his numbers were up. Mind you, during this time, um, his number levels had dropped. Um, and you know as well, like when you get the chemo, like it pretty much wipes out your system. So his ANC levels were um, was zero for about 12 days straight. Oh, wow. So he didn't have an ANC at all, like no immune system gone. So me and my wife were just like praying, like, when is it going to rise? When is it going to rise? Because when it rises, we can go home and we can spend a couple weeks with our with our kids, you know, before round number two. So day number 32, it's about 730 in the morning. Doctor comes in and says, um, guess what? You guys are going home. You're, the number levels are up and we feel comfortable enough for him to to go home. They're going to keep rising. So we said, awesome, perfect. We were like those, you remember those old school cartoons where they would be throwing all their clothes inside the the briefcase, like all, all over top of their head, like really, really fast. That was me and my wife because we had like our whole life in that hospital room. <laughs> so uh, within the 32 days, I think it was like day number eight, um, I just started dancing with my son. My wife and I, we, own, we owned a dance studio called the Level Dance Complex. So um, I had to shut the studio down. That was how we made money. So I had to shut the studio down to tend to my son and make sure, you know, everything was straight with that. I couldn't run a dance studio and, you know, be there with my son. You know, I, I had to make sure I, I spent, you know, 95% of my day, you know, with him. If I had to go out to do something, it was going to be quick and I'm coming back. So uh, I wanted to continue training. So I started dancing for him. So what I noticed was is that he loved me dancing. He would start dancing with me. He would start like bouncing his little body and stuff. And you know, once the music turns on, we would put on some James Brown or something like that, and he'd be he just be getting down, right? So um, day number thirty-two, fast forward. Uh, and meanwhile, we're, we're we're posting this on Instagram, and people are just loving it. And what we noticed was people were. Um, seeing that it was inspirational for them being in the situation that we're in. And it was like, wow, that's amazing how you can, you know, you're in such a, a crazy situation, but you still find a way to to remain positive. So fast forward day number 32, Sierra, um, the singer, she comes out with this song called Level Up. The name of my dance studio is called Level Dance Complex. Kind of a coincidence. So I say, yo, this song is dope. Let's do this song because um, his number levels went up. And we're going home. So that's why we did the song. Um, then we hashtag um, level up challenge. I didn't even know Sierra had a level up challenge, to be honest with you. I just was just doing it because of my studio was named level up. I thought I was starting something new and she already beat me to the punch, clearly. <laughs> so that day, uh, my normal Instagram numbers was, you know, I may get like a thousand, two thousand hits or something like that. But this was a little bit different. I never went viral before. So uh, by the time we left the hospital, and I had literally posted this like an hour before we left. About an hour later, I looked at the my Instagram and it was at over like 20,000 views. And wow. I was like, well, that's crazy. By the time By the time I went to sleep that night, it was at 200,000 views. By the time I woke up that next morning, it was at 800,000 views. By the time I went to the the studio to train my kids, because we, um, we, we had selected days where we were coming and train, by the time I went to the studio, it was at over 1 million. Wow. Yeah. So my wife calls me 
she says, babe, um, Sierra just reposted your video. I said, stop playing, like, for real? <laughs> so she said, no, look at your Instagram or whatever. She just reposted it. Her, Russell Wilson, like her husband from the Seattle Seahawks, and um, a bunch of other celebrities are commenting on my video. And I'm like, yo, this is crazy. And the next day, um, the video is at over 1.7 million views or whatever. Now it's it's way beyond that now, I think. But the next day I get phone calls from the BBC News, CBS, NBC, ABC, um, the Italy News, the Chinese News, Australia. Like, I mean, it was literally crazy. Like, the next thing I know, I'm seeing headlines with Kenny Clutch, the dancing dad. And I'm like, who's the dancing dad? <laughs> like, who's that? Like, I don't know who that is, but all right. So people just started calling me the dancing dad in the world you know, just started naming me, naming me the dancing dad. And that's how I got the name. When did you turn this into like a motivational uh, thing? Because it sounds like you were a dancer. Yeah. Then a dancing dad. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then um, now I see you all over the place, uh, you know, through Instagram and whatnot, giving these motivational speeches and, yeah. and, and whatnot. So, and a, a lot of them... Well, I saw one set of parents commenting on a video that you posted that they look to you for positivity when they're feeling down. So can you speak to that? Absolutely. Um, There was a post that I did. I I didn't know I was doing any. I I knew I was doing something motivational, but I didn't know how um, how much it affected people. And so I got this one comment. Um, I, I. I was just motivating people just because I knew that there are other parents that are going through what we're going through and we got to stick together, you know, and some parents don't have that voice. Um, Some parents are just in the hospital and then that's it. And they're there, they're caring for their child. But at the same time, those parents are feeling depressed. They're going through their own issues. The bills are piling up. It's like, what do you do? Right? So, I knew that even though that was happening to us, I wasn't going to let that um, mess with my home, which is my mental. You know what I'm saying? So I just started like giving these um, motivational speeches online, adding to um, you know what we were doing with Christian, and people were started loving it. But it wasn't until I got this one comment where this one woman said that if you didn't post this today, then I was going to commit suicide. Oh wow! And, yeah. She literally said, like, thank you for this post, and I'm glad that I looked at your Instagram feed today, because if you didn't do this, then, you know, it was going to be a wrap for me. I immediately reached out to this person just to make sure that they were okay, because that's nothing to play with, you know what I'm saying? Like, that happens, like, you know, far too often, where people, we don't know what people are thinking in life. We don't know what other people are going through in life. That there clicked to me that this is now my purpose. It's not it's not out out here dancing and choreographing for the biggest artists in the world. It's not um, dancing all over the place. You know, even though I'm inspiring people doing that, there's a bigger purpose to what I do now. And I feel that my words are going to make the most impact. And what I've noticed that we've impacted more people in 18 months than I have in 18 years of dance. Wow. 
I am blown away. That's fantastic that you helped that woman and that you also found yourself in the process. Now, where can we go to find some of your quotes and other things? Yes. You can go right on to my, um, <clears throat> I post every day on my Instagram uh, at Kenny Clutch underscore. And then you can also go to my YouTube, which is Kenny Clutch Speaks. So I have my, my weekly podcast is up there now. Um, so I'm speaking on that a lot more. Uh, I get a lot of different questions uh, from people in my DMs and I try to answer everybody if I can, but I just decided, you know what, I'm going to just turn into a podcast and answer your question on there. <laughs> And if you're like me, you're new to this whole social networking, DM means direct messaging. Just an FYI. That's great that you respond to everybody. And when you talk about your podcast, uh, where's it located? YouTube or yeah. iTunes or where? Yeah, you can go on YouTube and it's also on other different podcast streams, uh, Spotify, Anchor, um, I think Google Podcasts, uh, wherever they have a podcast at pretty much you can listen you. to it. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing some of um, your story. And I really appreciate it. Thanks. I appreciate you. And just as a reminder, you're listening to Living with Scanxiety with Rosaria Kozar. Please visit my website at www.livingwithscanxiety.org. And remember to subscribe to my podcast.